0: Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Good morning. Okay, I want to interview some of our saints real quick. So uh, who who are you? What saints are you? St. Thomas Aquinas. Who are you? Francis of Assisi, who are you? St. John the Baptist. John the Baptist. Okay, and? Saint best saint right here, everyone here? This is St. Patrick right here. That's the great... Yeah, buddy. Okay, now, awesome. I, you guys, you look so good coming in. I was so proud of you. You looked amazing. It was, that was fabulous. So today, friends, we celebrate the solemnity of all saints. Say Solemnity. 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 So in the church's calendar, when we celebrate different feast days, there's different... Uh, rankings of feast days, and a solemnity is the highest kind of feast day that we have. So Christmas is a solemnity, Uh, Easter is a solemnity, All Saints Day is a solemnity, meaning this is one of the most important, one of the highest feast days that we have in the church. This is the church's way of saying, reflecting on the saints is one of the most important things that we do throughout the year, the solemnity of all saints. So what I want to do for this homily because we're in the midst of this Eucharistic revival over the next three years, in the midst of all of that, I want to connect the solemnity of all saints with the Eucharist. I want to connect these two, but in particular for our Sacred Heart School, I want to connect it to our theme that we have this year. Can someone remind me what our theme is? Coleman, what's our theme this year? Yeah, you got it. Say it one more time. Behold what you are, become who you receive. Behold what you are, become who you receive. Let's all do it together. Behold what you are, become who you receive. Exactly. This comes from St. Augustine of Hippo, right? A fourth century bishop of the church. Another amazing saint of our church, St. Augustine of Hippo. St. Augustine, he was preaching to a a group of newly baptized Christians. So these Christians, they had gone through several years of preparation, getting ready to become Catholic, getting ready to become Christians, and they had gone through the Easter Vigil. So that long, long celebration, that longest of masses that we have, Holy Saturday night, they were baptized by the bishop. They were confirmed. They had oil put on their heads, and then they were given Eucharist for the very first time. And Augustine looks at them and says, behold what you are, and become what you receive. He's he's having them look at the Eucharist, like they're looking at the Eucharist, these new Christians, and he says, behold what you are. Become what you receive. So I want you to picture that. These new Christians looking at Jesus in adoration. Behold what you are. Become what you receive. So let's talk about this first part. Behold what you are. Behold what you are. Something amazing, amazing, almost indescribable happens when we're baptized. Raise your hand if you were baptized here at Sacred Heart. If you know that you were baptized here. Okay. Okay. I wasn't baptized here. I was baptized at St. Monica's in Garfield. But for those of you who are baptized here, this is where you were baptized. Right here. Something amazing happened to you when you were baptized. Something that has never happened before in the history of the universe happened when you were baptized. That God, the Almighty Father, pours out His Holy Spirit upon you. And what happened was, when that water hit your head as a little baby, you were were being held by your mom or dad, and you went, right? The water hit your head. And three things happened. You were cleansed of original sin. You were made a temple of the Holy Spirit, meaning God began to dwell in you, right? That's what a temple is. A temple is where God dwells. You were made into a temple of the Holy Spirit. And thirdly, you were adopted into God's family. You were adopted into God's family. God's life Divine life was put into you. Before that moment, every single one of us, before we were baptized, we had just simply human life in us. Merely mortal human life. After you're baptized, the moment after that water hits your head, you have divine life in you. Divine life in you. And if God says, you're, you're, you're being adopted into my family, that means you are made into a, a son of God, you're made into a daughter of God. If you are God's son, or if you're God's, God or God's daughter, God's daughter—that's hard to say. If you are God's son, or if you are God's daughter, where then is your true home? Let me ask you that: Where's your true home if you're made into God's son or God's daughter? Where's your true home? Heaven. High five. What saints are you? Saint Cecilia. Saint Cecilia. Beautiful, patron saint of music. Okay. If you're God's son, if you're God's daughter, that means your true home is heaven. Which means that all throughout the course of your life, what God is trying to do now is he's trying to grow that divine life in you so that you can come home. Because that's what heaven is. It's home. Has anyone here ever been homesick before? I know I have, right? Sixth grade, went to sleepaway camp, and I was homesick, right? What is homesick? It says... I don't, I don't want to be where I am. I want to go home. Guys, heaven is home. The saints that we're celebrating today, they are home. So when St. Augustine says, behold what you are, he's, he's inviting us to think about the Eucharist. It's like when we look at the Eucharist, it's like we're meant to be looking at kind of like a mirror to see who, like, who we are. By God's grace, I've been adopted into God's family. I have divine life in me. Like This is who I am. My deepest identity Parents, it's not what the world says you are, right? It's not that voice that you hear, that voice of shame and accusation, condemnation. That's the voice of the enemy. That's not who you are. You are the Father's love. Your deepest identity is Jesus, right? So then the second part, become what you receive. Become what you receive, right? When we come to Mass, what do we receive? What do you receive? Uh, Thomas Aquinas. Um, We receive the Eucharist. We receive the Eucharist. And we're gonna push you one more. What is the Eucharist? It is God, that's the perfect answer. The Eucharist is God, it's Jesus Christ hiding in bread and wine, right? It's Jesus Christ hiding himself in something that it doesn't even seem like he could be there, right? But this is what he does, this is what he did 2,000 years ago when he was first born. God always hides himself in the most unexpected places. Who would ever think to look for God lying in a manger on a bed of straw in a little baby? That's not where you look for God. You look for God way up there in the clouds, on the mountains, in the big temples. That's where he is. That's not the God of Christianity. That God, he comes down. He comes down and he hides himself in bread and wine because he wants to get into us. Every time we come to Mass, we receive God. We hear his word and then we have the the audacity to just walk up the aisle, open our hands, open our mouth, and God is put into our body. The God who made the rings of Saturn, the God who made every star in the heavens, the God who split the Red Sea, the God who was glowing in the burning bush for Moses, that God comes down because he wants access to you. He wants to get close to you. And every single day, every single Mass, we are meant to become more and more and more and more like him. That's the goal. That's the goal, to become more and more and more and more like him. That's the goal. But it would seem that if, if we're all trying to become like him, doesn't that seem like that we would all become like the same. It would seem that way, right? But the truth, the truth is that the more we become like Jesus, the more we let Jesus in deeper and deeper every single day, we become more authentically who God made us to be. We become more the masterpiece that Jesus dreamt of when he dreamt you into being. We become more and more who God designed us to be, which is extraordinary. When God dreamt you into being, he's like, I'm going to give the universe, I'm going to give the world, I'm going to give history something that it's never seen before. You are unique. Say unique. Unique. Say unrepeatable. unrepeatable. Say irreplaceable. That's who you are. You are unique, unrepeatable, and irreplaceable. There's never been another you. And when God dreamt you into being, when he dreamt you into being, made something incredible. And when we let Jesus come closer and closer and closer into our lives, we become more and more who God made us to be. Like the saints, guys, the saints, the ones who let Jesus get really close to their lives to come deeper and deeper, The saints were the most wildly adventurous, the most colorful, the most incredible people that have ever lived. The saints were the least boring and least bored people that have ever lived. You and I, people who just kind of keep Jesus sometimes at a distance, we are the ones who get bored, and we're the ones who are boring, the people who let Jesus close and deep those are the people who live the adventure. I mean, like, you guys, when the saints, these guys were just walking down the aisle, do you see how different they are? Do you see how different all of you are? Like, in our church, in our tradition, we've got saints who were, who were medical doctors. We've got saints who were generals and soldiers. We've got saints who were missionaries, saints who were popes, saints who were moms and dads. We've got saints who were really, really old and saints who were really, really young. We've got saints who were artists and poets and dancers. We've got saints who were musicians We got saints who were athletes, saints who were computer programmers. Like, the saints are so different. But here's what's so amazing. They're like instruments, right? Like, think of, like, an orchestra. Like, all those instruments in an orchestra. When the musicians blow air through the instrument, do do they all make the same sound? Yes or no? No. Does a tuba sound like a trumpet? Does a flute sound like a clarinet? No. But it's the same breath. Blowing through the instrument, right? The Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is the breath of God that blows through you, and it's making a single sound, a single note. You're a unique, unrepeatable, irreplaceable instrument that God has made. And only you, only you can sing, so to speak, the note that God has given you to sing. No one else can do it for you. No one else can say yes for you. Only you can do it. Only you can do it. This feast day, guys, Solemnity of All Saints, it's reminding us of who we're called to be, what we're called to be. A saint is this, someone who has let Jesus into their life, into the center of their life, so that every part of their life only makes sense because of Jesus. That's what a saint is. And secondly, a saint is someone who shows Jesus to the world. I want to give you an example. Here, here's, here's the best analogy I can think of. Hang on. Okay, what, what is this? What is this called? What's this called? Starts with an M. Want to phone a friend? Let's go over here. Yeah, grace. The monstrance. Say monstrance. The monstrance has one job. It's to put Jesus in the center and show him to the world. Guys, you are, every single one of us, you are a monstrance. You are a monstrance. What this is, is what you really are. A monstrance doesn't make sense without Jesus in the center of it. Like, its goal, the, the function of this thing, the reason why this was created was so that Jesus could be put into the center and that he could be shown to the world. Like, all of this beautiful stuff, it exists to point to Jesus. All of your beautiful gifts, all of your uniqueness, all of your gifts and talents, all of that was given to you. It's like this gold stuff. Its job is to point to Jesus so that people can see him, so you can show him to the world. You don't make sense until you start putting Jesus in the center. Your life won't make sense until you start putting Jesus in the center. I promise you, it's the truth. It's the truth. Deacon, can you put this back in the chat for me? (laughs) He was looking bored. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Here's the last thought about the saints, guys. Every single one of the saints, every single one of these saints They have a lot in common, but one of the things they all have in common is that all the saints that have ever lived, they're all dead. They're gone. Which means, who are supposed to be the saints for the church now? Raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand. Parents, teachers, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Now point to yourself. Say, me! (laughs) Say it like you mean it. All the saints are gone that we celebrate. We've already had a St. Francis of Assisi. We've already had a St. Clair. We've already had a St. John Paul II. The saint that we don't have is St. You, And the world and the church needs a St. You. And the only way we're going to get it is if we put Jesus in the center, letting him in deeper, focusing our life on the Eucharist. Everything is found there. That's the secret of the saints. Put Jesus in the center. Everything else follows after that. Amen.